Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The other day I'm driving around with my uh, my son. I don't remember which one. One of them. They all look alike to me. <laughs> and uh, I was driving around with one of my sons. And uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight came on. And it was playing a plane in the background as we were talking. And then as it got closer and closer to the moment, we all know the moment, um, I said, <laughs> I said, you should pay attention to this because this is probably the most famous little drum solo in the history of drumming. Wouldn't you say that's true? Yeah, actually, I saw an online uh, or a YouTube list of the, the 10 greatest drum fills of all time. And of course, it was number one. Phil Collins in the middle of In the Air Tonight. And I saw him do it live. Uh, a few years back, and it was it was amazing because the song is so slow and it takes so long for anything to happen. And uh, but I saw it I saw it in concert, and Phil Collins was doing the the like the Garth Brooks head mic thing, and he was just walking around the stage singing. I remember, you know, really slow. It took forever, and the you could just feel the anticipation of every man, <laughs> woman, and child in the arena building up to that drum fill. And he That's so it, and, silly, and, too. I know it is. And he's yeah. on this stage, and he's so far away. And you think, is he going to get over to the drums in time? Is he not going to play it? Oh, my God, he's not going to play it. I mean, so he's way away from the drums. And he just keeps walking around, walking around, getting a little. I think he's got, it's getting closer. He better get closer to the drums. <laughs> but <laughs> eventually, he's right by the drums. And right when it's time, he grabs the sticks and ba-da, 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 Beautiful. But so, there we go. Well, I, th- I think it's such a notable film, not because there's anything special about it. It's because it interrupts the three and a half minutes of tedium that preceded it. Right. I can't ever hear that without thinking about that. It's only funny if you see, if you've seen the uh, like the TikTok video of the deer <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> I have. It's been ages. To that to that drum thing It's so funny. Uh, but I tell anyway. you what, if uh, if the FBI ever wants to get the truth out of me, just strap me down and play that song twice. I'll tell you what you want to hear. I say I never want to hear it again. Anyway, Phil Collins is uh, going out on tour and he can no longer drum, he announced. Says here he's considered one of the greatest drummers of all time. Is that accurate? Mm, I don't have any idea know. of how to judge him in terms of a, being a good drummer. And, and listen, I don't want to come off as an anti-Phillist because that's too easy. Number one, he's a hell of a solid drummer. He's a really good vocalist, and a lot of stuff he did with Genesis, I think, is is really good. But anyway, but no, he's just a solid drummer. Uh, he is. He's getting older. He's seventy years old, and uh, they're going out on tour, Genesis Fall Reunion Tour. If you want to see Genesis, and he said he's suffered severe nerve damage to his hands, making it impossible for him to even grip drumsticks, let alone play the instrument. Uh, so he will be on tour with Genesis doing the singing, but his son Nick will play the drums for the band during the tour. Oh, that's nice. There you go. Lovely. Some Phil Collins news for you. We have a lot of good stuff to get to. <laughs> Maybe not that good <laughs> later in the hour. But, but everybody but knows that solo, though. Right? I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Undeniably. <laughs> so we have a lot of good stuff to get to. But first, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. <laughs> It's time for a pride parade. You take your hands off me. Don't touch me again. Don't touch me. If I had been a Democrat, can you imagine what would have happened? Uh, it would have been talked about in Bangladesh. They would have called it an example of systemic racism. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. 
And in contrast to what our idiot president, that was unkind. That You know what? That was disrespectful, calling Joe Biden an idiot. He's not an idiot. He's senile. Anyway. You're hitting with a bioweapon, you monster. You want to suppress me? You want to kill me? You son of a You demon. You think I'm easy to kill? I'm not putting some experimental drug in my body. You do actual drugs. To me, it confirms what we've known for months, which is that Fauci lied to us. Dozens of times. Usually he tells us that it's for our own good. I've said for months that Tony Fauci should be fired. Now it's clear that he lied to Congress. So he should be investigated and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Someone tells you they don't fart, they're lying, and you should disown them immediately, or they've got a bowel obstruction, which is a medical emergency. This is about making sure that someone like me, as a woman, or any menstruating person in this country, cannot make decisions over their own body. I'm sorry, did I say congresswoman? I meant congress menstruating person, because apparently we're no longer allowed to say women. Families marching four by four, hurrah! And, and they're still going to the, the feed stores and getting uh, you know, ivermectin. Can you believe, like, Come Joe on. Rogan? Quickly. They try to make it seem as if, like, uh, I'm doing some wacky sh that's completely ineffective. Right. I guess I just wanted to say that after all these years, I never forgot you. Ever. And I'm super glad we're still friends. Thanks for listening. But this is weird. Just to remind everyone that Blue would be long dead by now. <laughs> Trans members of this family all love each other so proudly and they all go marching in the big parade. Come join the fun! Oof, a bitter cow. <laughs> so I have an update on a couple of those stories that you heard during Clips of the Week. People doubling down. So you heard a couple of people there calling for either the dismissal or jailing of Dr. Fauci. Jen Psaki in the White House press room was just asked about Dr. Fauci's job, and she said Dr. Fauci's job is safe as long as Joe Biden is president. So there you go. Professional liars, sponsors of uh, enhanced uh, function research, covers up for the communists are welcome. But the theme of the day continues, and, you know, I guess for me it's been like a theme of the last couple of years. Everything is just, I'm still on your side, and the other side is wrong. Their doubling down on Dr. Fauci is surely to be against the other crowd that doesn't like him, the Trump crowd Mm -hmm. or whoever. And then so Rand Paul is saying, I think Fauci should spend five years in prison. (laughs) <laughs> that seems a little over the top, but that's to let his side know that I don't like Fauci. You don't like Fauci. This is how much I don't like Fauci. Yeah. Going further down the road with that, uh, we mentioned Politico's got a story out today that Democrats are struggling with around this whole Texas abortion issue. The older Democrats are all about, you know, women have a right to do what they want with their body. The younger Democrats are, stop using the word woman. What are you saying <laughs> woman for? And AOC uh, used the term menstruating people the other day. And uh, do we have that clip? Yeah. None of this is about supporting life. What this is about is controlling women's bodies and controlling people who are not cisgender men. 
This is about making sure that someone like me as a woman or any menstruating person in this country cannot make decisions over their own body. I like how she, she, she was trying to be woke, but at first she said woman, then realized, oh, that's right. I think I'm supposed to say blah, blah, blah. we got an email saying, what about postmenopausal women? What are they? Well, I'm about to get, Formerly, in, oh, really? about to okay. get into the clarification from AOC. Uh, oh, and wow. by, by the way, everybody got hung up on, and I don't blame me and you for getting hung up on menstruating people that didn't uh, get into the thread of what she's saying, which is just insulting and wrong. The reason people who are pro-life or pro-life, it's because they believe there's a human being in there that is being murdered, not because they want to control women's bodies. That's that's non- an idiotic argument. It is idiotic. Anywho. It's a like wo- a paranoid schizophrenic argument. You're when, nuts. When you decide it's a person in there is up to you, but uh, it's not about controlling women. AOC responding to the commentary on menstruating people is tweeted out today, trans men... And non-binary, hmm. can I get another take on that? Should I just go home? I'll go home. We'll do it again on Monday. <laughs> go home, loser. You I, mush mouth. Maybe I should get more <laughs> Phil Collins news. Here we go. Trans men and non-binary people can also menstruate, AOC tweeted, along with a screenshot of a Daily Mail headline that said, AOC calls women menstruating people while explaining the female body. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she goes on to say, some women also don't menstruate for many reasons, including surviving cancer that required a hysterectomy. GOP mad at this and are protecting their patriarchal idea that women are most valuable as uterus holders. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said this. I said this the other day. And maybe it bears repeating this sort of demonizing of one's opponents is usually reserved, at least in the modern era, for like warfare, um, where you say you're, uh, you know, your opponent or baby eaters or went into a hospital maternity ward and killed all the babies and that sort of thing. Uh, to to suggest that just your mere political opponents are are somehow enslavers of women, that's insane. That's crazy talk. And it's dangerous. So- Trans men and non-binary people can also menstruate. Now I get. Well, I, I'm still. Well, I thought we're in trouble if I don't call them a woman. So then she. So a trans. I can't believe I'm not smart enough to figure this out yet, but I still am not. Um, trans men. If you say a trans man, that means the person was a woman, correct or not? Well, it depends where they are in the transition. You're just supposed to accept their description of. Who they are now. But I, I guess I have to assume that a trans man used to be a woman if they're menstruating. Because dudes don't menstruate. Sorry. They just don't. Unless you used no, to be a woman. In no. which case, you, you can. Well, you still are biologically a woman. You can hit me with all your critical theory crap you want. If you have a uterus and you're menstruating, you are a female. You can identify however you want. You can act however you want. You can dress however you want. You can roll around in a sack and marry whoever you want. I don't care. It's none of my business. But don't try to, I've never used this term before, gaslight me into saying somebody with a uterus who menstruates and is impregnated is a dude. No. GOP mad at this are protecting their patriarchal idea that women are most valuable as uterus holders. There you go. You're a paranoid little twit. No. Again, that was disrespectful. I'm a Christian man. 
I retract that statement. I don't know what got it. A demon got into me. I think in the modern signaling what side you are, it's just another, remember me, I'm on your side. I think that's all it is. I think that's all that's going on on both sides a lot. Can I not be a party to that? I don't uh, have any interest in that sport. It's like tennis. I recognize it's interesting. It's exciting. A lot of people like it. I don't mind that. I think you should enjoy yourselves. I have no interest in it. (laughs) Do you have interest in the NFL, which kicked off last night? The number one sport in America, number one TV show in America. Controversial ending. We'll have that for you. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's the snap. Play action fake. Dart throw towards it. Caught ball. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. Caught ball. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Gronkowski again. Fire the cannon. Seven seconds left. Good snap. The spot. Here's the kick by Sucka. Is it good? It is good. 24 seconds left in the game. Tom Brady at age 73. And his team face a second and 10 from the Cowboys' 42. Tom Brady drops back and throws a perfect back shoulder pass to Chris Godwin. And uh touchdown. So four touchdown passes for the Biden-aged Tom Brady. <laughs> right now. But <laughs> some people are saying that was a, uh, a penalty, a non-call penalty. Alex in the newsroom, you watched the game. Was that a penalty? Uh, in my professional opinion, it was. During the play in question, it absolutely appears Godwin pushed off to get himself open. He also had him hands his hands all over him while he was in the air. So it could have been two different calls. It could have. How egregious. Because every call is iffy in the NFL. I was going to say, it's like basketball refereeing. The whole interference, not interference thing is is uncallable. It's a coin flip. Well, I, here's, here's the key question for Alex or anyone. Who are you rooting for in the game last night? Uh, the Cowboys to well, lose, but go. the Buccaneers to lose. I wanted a what? good game, but I want, but I don't like Tom Brady. I <laughs> do don't like the Cowboys. Do you understand how the sport works? Uh, have you ever I, seen I understand football? nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to win. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just wondered if your uh, rooting interest clouded your view of the call, because that happens to all of us um, when we're watching sports. But is it outlandish to think the NFL figures we make way more money with Tom Brady showing he still has it and winning on the opening game of the season, way more money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. That's a little much. Oh, really? I don't Seating think... is just a bad call, not uh, some sort of well, d- 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 a puppet master conspiracy. It's down to the Alex, end of the game. They don't want to ruin the game with like a call and make it come down to the referees. Let the players play. Well, a non-call leaves it to the referees, too, in my opinion. But uh, it's not an open-and-shut case, Jack, because the Cowboys are an enormous franchise. Good point. I mean, point. They're, they're often the most valuable franchise in the world. You know, uh, one more note on the NFL, and then I'll shut up about it for those of you who don't watch it, I guess. But uh, I remember years ago reading, and I don't know if this is still true, that the schedule makers went out of their way to try to get the Super Bowl winner to lose a game in the first two games. They always scheduled in such a way as we want to get the Super Bowl winner a loss early to um to to heighten everybody else's feeling of you know we this could be our year or anybody could win it i don't know if that's true well that that was part of the whole parody move your schedule the ease of your schedule is based on how well you did last year so yeah uh a complete change of topic and yet another illustration of how the biden administration has put itself in an impossible space 
an impossible place with the Taliban. That's right. Oh, yeah, Afghanistan. Uh, play us uh, clip 30, Michael. I, can't, I think it explains itself pretty well. Also sounding pleased, U.S. officials. The evacuation of Americans stalled with at least 100 still left in the country. Praise given to what has been a bloodthirsty militant group. We had to work with some members of the Taliban to press them uh, and to work uh, in a businesslike manner to get them out. The Taliban not so businesslike in the northern Afghan city of Mazar-e-Sharif, where militants have blocked charter flights. As many as 1,100 at-risk people remain stranded. Like longtime U.S. military translator and special visa holder Faridun Hazin, he's fearful of returning to Kabul airport where he's been rejected and abused by the Taliban. I'm really afraid uh, of the situation that if these flights are not allowed to take off, then I'll have to travel to Kabul by road or by land, which means that once again I'll take my hand and my, my head in, in my hands and tell the Taliban that you have the choice whether to kill me or let me go. So Greg Palcott of Fox News doing that report, he goes on to describe women being beaten down the streets, uh, journalists being tortured and the rest of it. It's, uh, boy, it's not a good thing to be, uh, to owe a regime like that a favor. So you got to wonder why Jen Psaki and the Biden administration feels like they've still got to say things like a very businesslike uh, attitude among the Taliban. What leverage they still have over us that we have to continue to talk them up that way? Got to be our people. The translators, although they're they're just in terrible uh, straits, anybody who worked with us, I just they still have enough of our people that we're terrified. Vaccine mandate—that's the story of the day. More on that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. My plan also takes on elected officials and states that are undermining you and these life-saving actions. Right now, local school officials are trying to keep children safe in a pandemic while their governor picks a fight with them and even threatens their salaries or their jobs. Talk about bullying in schools. Boy, you know, I'm more convinced than I was at the beginning of the show that the whole exercise of that speech yesterday from Joe Biden was to re-divide us. Let me read a text we got from Craig, the healthcare guru. We have on our show all the time. Gentlemen, I agree with Jack's assessment. This was done intentionally to re-entrench our political bifurcation. Well, that's a much better way of putting it than the way I've been putting it. Uh, Damn you bifurcators. Furthermore, I'm now convinced that this either will be overturned, delayed many months, if not for years in the courts, or there will be so many administrative exceptions written into the rule, kind of like Obamacare, that it will be made ineffectual. Uh, well, okay, well, that takes us to David French, who is a uh, guy who went to Harvard Law and writes about the law all the time, and he's coming. He said lots of people are asking if this is constitutional, what Biden uh, said yesterday, and he's mandating you got to get the vaccine for if you work at a company with more than 100 employees, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, he's made an OSHA rule just because we don't have laws anymore. We just have rules uh, made by the executive branch. David French writes, vaccine mandates are both common and constitutional when implemented by the proper authorities. There is SCOTUS authority on this dating back more than 100 years. 
And that same authority has been cited to support COVID restrictions during the pandemic. However, the authority issue is the key. As we've seen from the start of the pandemic, governors and state legislatures have lots of power around this sort of thing, lockdowns, masking, vaccines. But what's the source of President Biden's constitutional power? If you answer the Commerce Clause, that's probable but hardly certain if we're dealing with an explicit targeted act of Congress. Congress could pass a vaccine mandate claiming the Commerce Clause, and that might fly, David French says. And the reasoning for that would be, because I wondered right away, why only businesses with 100 or more employees? Why, if you have 90 employees, do you not want to? Well, it's because the assumption would be that any business with 100 employees is doing business across state lines, and then you get to invoke the Commerce Clause to try to force this to happen. But David French goes on to say, we're instead dealing with OSHA, as Joe said, a regulatory entity created by an act of Congress that Congress has granted really super-duper broad regulatory authority over private businesses. And then he explains how broad it has been over the years. And uh, Too much legalese. Really super-duper broad. <laughs> um, but says, despite recent SCOTUS hints that uh, maybe Congress is going to make a comeback, blah, blah, blah. Um he thinks that it's complicated enough and specific enough to OSHA that it might fly with the Supreme Court, given recent rulings. And um, it's it's more of the ceding the power that Congress should have to the executive branch. Yeah, I wish I had it in front of me. I'm trying to figure out if I do somewhere in my voluminous readings to get ready for the show today i came across a concise description of that regulatory power okay before you get to that but i want to again just in case you don't quite understand it i don't think the biden administration cares about that anyway the point of the speech yesterday was after flagging poll numbers in which he was getting taken on by people in his own party and press in his own party he wanted to reestablish the whole they're bad guys we're good guys. This is our fight. What do you like Trump? You know, you know, that sort of thing. Just re-establish the side that you're on. And that was the whole point of the speech. I said he wasn't trying to convince non-vaccinated people to get vaccinated by saying crap like we're losing our patience with you. I mean, what? That That's no way to convince anybody. Right, right. That's that's clear. I mean, especially in the context of what had gone before it. Michael, just give me a 61, 62 back to back. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. I'll do everything in my power as the president of the United States to encourage people to do the right thing. Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates? And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? Well, I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, that is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. That certainly is appropriate. Also, local communities uh, are going to take uh, steps they need to take. That is so Obama-esque with the DACA thing. Look, I can't do that. I'm the president. I'm not a dictator. That's unconstitutional. Uh, all my authorities say that. Then he just goes ahead and does it. Until your political advisors, not your constitutional law advisors or your epidemiologists, when your political advisors say, hey, we're flagging in the polls, we, we're even, we dropped 20 points among Democrats in some of these areas. We've got to find a way to re-energize Democrats and let them know you're on their side. And that was the point right. of the speech yesterday. 
I think you're 100% right. I think the poor old man actually wants to stop COVID, and I think he is absolutely way too soft on governmental control of an allegedly free people. But I think the the, the primary motive was what we, you described. And it's worked more or less. I mean, MSNBC and CNN yep. had something partisan to sink their teeth into. Yeah, it looked like pre-Afghanistan on the cable news channels last night. Our side right, the other side wrong. Right back to that, yeah. which was the whole point of yesterday. Yeah, a couple of dozen Republican governors have vowed to fight this in the course. They've already got their legal mechanisms up and running. Um, if he loses, uh, it might almost be better for him politically. If the Supreme Court had shut this down, it'd almost be... In fact, I guarantee it'd be better for him politically. If he gets to say, the Trump Supreme Court, they stole three seats. Look what's happening. We need to fight even harder in 2022 to get more blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. What am I supposed to say instead of uh, killing two birds with one stone? Feeding two birds with one seed. That's idiotic. That's what uh, that's would... what Brandeis University says we're supposed to say, uh, because killing two birds with one stone is too violent. Yeah, great. Uh, and tell that to Al-Qaeda. Tell that to the Taliban. Uh, because uh, Tell that to China, because those are our global opponents. Um, but yeah, they would get to a uh, signal to the uh, the college-educated suburban white women who want to control, not all of you, not all of you, I'm actually married to one, um, but that cabal of, of overactive, overeducated, lefty biddies who want to control how everybody lives and think that anybody who's not them is too stupid to run their own lives, so you're pleasing them by telling the stupid morons they have to get vaccinated. And you get to portray the Supreme Court as blocking your your ben- wise and benevolent intentions. Yeah. So you're feeding two birds with one seed, which is an impossibility. I mean, I grant you that slaying two birds with a single rock would be an incredibly difficult task to pull off. But feeding two birds with one seed, it, you're giving each bird half a seed. Or you're having them fight to the death over the one seed. It's, it's idiotic. Unless you drop a boulder on a couple of sleeping birds. I don't know how you'd kill two birds with one stone. Because you're not going to throw a rock, hit one in the head, have it bounce off and hit the other one in the head. It's just if it not was a happen. fairly small, if it's like a finch, it could. If, you, if you're trying to slay a couple of finches, really small birds, and you had an especially good throwing arm, I think it could be done. I, I don't know if it's ever happened. The other thing <laughs> that they didn't want people to say anymore was uh, there's more than one way to skin a cat, which is a, an awful thing to say. I mean, it's just... <laughs> How did that ever become popular as a phrase? Nobody's skinning cats. Well, and nobody's demanding more creativity in the skinning of cats. I got to believe, like a lot of things, the optimum way for skinning a cat had been arrived upon quite some time ago. Right. It's like filleting a fish, but with a cat. (laughs) For some reason. that I probably don't want to hear about. What were the other phrases they got rid of? Oh, beating a dead horse. That's just nonsensical you know it uh it probably came from the the skin the cat it probably came from trapping you know trapping uh mountain lions bobcats whatever and selling pelts so they didn't mean snowball (laughs) no not your neighbor's cat big cats i hope gotcha uh we will finish strong that's what we do especially at the end of the week we gotta finish extra strong or we'll have the bad taste of a bad show in our mouth all weekend long and nobody wants that Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, uh, I got three dogs during so, the pandemic because uh, it's, it's hard. Uh, no, I got the first dog, but I had to leave and go do something. So I had to stay with my mom. Uh, and then when I came back, the dog was like really tight with my mom. Like yes. more like it wasn't as excited to see me as it was my mom. Right, so, so I bought another one. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, same situation happened where I had to go away for a little bit, but I was like, can't leave it with my mom because no, she we saw what happened. Yeah, I saw what happened to the first one. Yeah. So I gave it to my sister because she's less lovable of the Davidsons. <laughs> so I was like, safe, I'll give her the dog. And then I came back. Same thing happened. The dog was really in love with my sister and not me. So I bought a third dog. <laughs> And now he's with me all. She's with me all the time. And this one, this one, I think is gonna stay with me. Yeah. <laughs> the quirky but lovable Pete Davidson. The heavily tattooed, very skinny Pete Davidson. Who I he's think most of those tats removed, right? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of them say Ariana Grande in some way. So mm-hmm. don't don't want those on anymore. It's just gonna say he goes through dogs like he goes through girlfriends. I can't huh? imagine anything worse than having a tattoo of an ex who broke your heart on your body. That's, that would really be awful. Being eaten by a lion, that'd be worse. You lack imagination. <laughs> oh, 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 speaking of dogs and being eaten and stuff, this story is not nearly so charming. Because that was a charming story. Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer dude. Oh, yeah. He's in a lawsuit over his pit bull severely biting a child. Oh, boy. And during the trial, it came out, his dog not only has a history of violence, it allegedly attacked and killed Queen Latifah's dog, and then he tried to cover it up. How does the most famous dog trainer in the world have a dog that killed another dog? Oh, my God. And then he keeps it and bites somebody. You got to admit, it's bad for the brand. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, and this poor girl was an elite gymnast for her age level too and it bit up her legs so badly she can't compete anymore you got to throw him in freaking jail he should go to jail for that because the difference between getting chewed up badly and dying is just luck yeah you hit the right right artery he needs to go to freaking prison i don't know anything about him uh but he needs to go to prison for that um also makes you feel better if you've tried to follow any of his stuff like i have and failed miserably at it so apparently he's not as good as he claims, or it's some sort of trick, or he, he has an, a, a, a poorly behaved dog and he replaces it with another dog that is well-behaved, or he drugs him or something. <laughs> oh, oh, that reminds me, we got an email suggesting that the newly super thin Kim Jong-un is a body double. They said, look at the earlobes, totally different. Uh, I'm not an earlobe expert, but um, interesting. So Kim Jong-un, yeah, there are pictures of him, a military parade from this week. There's actually a long article about how since COVID started, the clampdown on North Korea, and it, this has gone unnoticed because everybody's paying attention to their stuff. The clampdown on news out of North Korea is astonishing even by North Korea standards. There's been like nothing coming out of North Korea for the last year and a half. And Kim Jong-un disappearing and now he's back and thin. That Maybe he died. Maybe he full on died or he's incapacitated. And uh, they're just trying to hold on to that thing and figure out what to do. During this period of time. You know, if the if the earlobe theory is correct, you might be right. He also might just have a dread disease and is losing weight rapidly. 
Uh, but something seems to be happening. I don't think nothing's happening. No, the fact that they've gone dark, even by their standards, for information coming out of there, and he shows back up like 150 pounds lighter. Yeah, something's going on there. So uh, back to the uh, Cesar Romero, uh, Milan. Uh, Cesar Romero is the Joker from Batman, right? The Joker from 1966? Yes. <laughs> the original Batman. This is not a story about him. As far as I know, his dogs are well-behaved. <laughs> this is about Cesar Milan, the alleged dog whisperer. And a lot of lawyers say a lot of stuff in court. Some of it's true, some of it's not. But according to this lawsuit, um, Milan knew Junior, the dog, had a history of violence, yet regularly allowed the dog to roam free. She says the dog had bitten several people and mauled several dogs, including one owned by Queen Latifah. According to the lawsuit... I'm the queen! Her highness. Where's my dog? That's the way Queen Latifah talks. Well, she brought two of her dogs to Cesar's Dog Psychology Center in Santa Clarita, California. Um, and the lawsuit says Junior mauled one of her dogs to death. If and I... Cla- Claims Cesar covered it up by telling his staff to tell Queen Latifah the dog was hit and killed by a car. Uh, I don't care how it happens. I take my dog to a dog trainer and I come back to pick it up and it's dead. You got problems. Wow, that is something. Yeah, yeah. Cesar filed an answer to the lawsuit claiming other other things that Lydia, the little girl, assumed the risk of being bitten because she knew of the danger. He also claimed Lydia herself was negligent, although he doesn't say how. Uh, okay. Well, if any of this is even close to true, I hope he is ruined and goes to prison. Michael, we need transition music. I realize it's late in the show. Very, very late, but we need transition music. Two, three, four. And go something like Really got to improve this. There it is. There it is, folks. Worth the wait. I wonder who wrote this song. All right, all right, that's enough. Turn it off, turn it off. So a little bonus mailbag for you, because we didn't get too many emails today. Uh, This is from James, who writes, Joe Getty, loser, in parentheses. That would be me. All right. Gavin Newsom will be governor until next year. No matter how you criticize him, he will prevail. Hope your life remains a failure. (laughs) You know, James, I'm not not bragging or anything, Um, but... I don't think by most standards people would call my life a failure. But uh, thanks for the constructive criticism. Joe Kenny, loser. <laughs> I say final, you say thoughts. Final, final, Yes, here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, beginning with our technical director, Michelangelo in the control room. Michael, final thought. Well... It's the first Sunday of the NFL uh, football season. I Every year I do the same thing. I make citizens arrest for NFL copyright. So remember, folks, written consent from the league. <laughs> Beautiful. Young Alex, our producer, has a final thought for us. Alex? Yeah, go Niners. Uh, you were talking about Pete Davidson and his tattoos of his ex. I also have tattoos of my exes. It reads like a rented library book on my back. So you just sign on the bottom and you know when you sign when you check out. <laughs> <laughs> sign when you check out. I'm done with you. I'll sign here. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? Yeah, the one thing I'm going to be doing with the kids this weekend, this has kind of become a tradition for us, is we watch Simpsons episodes or Family Guy clips on YouTube. 
And my uh, my boys are so entertained by both of those things. It's really a good time. Yeah, careful with those family guy clips. That's, that's why you have are... to go with clips from YouTube, not whole episodes. But like we right, watched right. the vomiting episode, that, that, just that clip. Oh, oh, oh they couldn't God. stop laughing. No, no, indeed. Uh, my final thought is, for the last three or so NFL seasons, I have vowed that I'm not going to be an NFL fan, too woke, too political, too many criminals and, and goons in the game. And every year I go crawling back like the junkie I am. I'm feeling like I can do it this year because this is opening weekend and I just don't care. But like a junkie, as soon as I get that urge, I don't know if I'll be able to turn it down. You have a team that you're kind of like feeling the gravitational pull of? Well, always the Niners, yeah, mm-hmm. but um, I'm a huge San Francisco Giants fan and they're winning. It's the pennant race, so that might make it easier. They're my methadone. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. If you missed a segment or an hour of the show and you want to hear it, grab it via podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand at armstrongandgetty.com. Pick yourself up some swag like those groovy sleevesless t-shirts Jack was modeling. Lincecum the Panda. I'm a Giants fan, too. What? Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Saying goodbye. Kudos to the Armstrong and Getty show. Excelsior! Ain't that a bouchet? Uh, I keep telling my colleagues, um, if this is the new normal, God help us all. Halfsies on that? Uh, 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 this is about any menstruating person in this country. Maybe you're not that bright. No! <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. How was your stool this morning? I haven't oh. had my movement yet. Are you sh- Bye! Have a great Friday, you mother... Uh, Armstrong and Getty.